Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alex Italanda here, and welcome to the Ostume Sagas. Now, if you're enjoying this series and want more right away, I just wanted to mention that you can get them on our Ostume Network Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. By becoming a supporter at any level, you'll instantly get access to the next 15 episodes in the series. So that's on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, I'd just like to thank our five most recent patrons for supporting the Ostium Network. Thank you to Death to Komatsu, Daryl Williamson, Descripticon, Virginia Green, and Talon for all your support. We really appreciate it. And now let's get started with the next chapter of the Ostium Sagas. The Ostium Sagas. Twenty four. Saga two. Sixteen sixty six. Part seven. Because this was 1666, I wouldn't exactly be looking at my watch to find out what the exact time was. The best approximation I had were the bells ringing and the calls for the hour and the half hour, and my best guess at how much time had passed since I'd heard any ringing. I was thinking it had to be at least 15 minutes and started to close in on midnight, but not quite there yet when I saw a person appear from amongst the shadows on Pudding Lane. 
I was still well concealed, so I didn't have to worry about being seen. They were holding something that was covered in thick cloth, so I couldn't tell what it was. That is, until they reached Thomas Farrier's Bakery, which was supposed to be the place where the fire officially started. Now this was interesting. Seeing something like this made my whole trip worth it, and would potentially lead to some significant updates to the history of the Great Fire of London. They walked up to the door and drew the covering off what they were carrying. It was a lantern, the flame kindled with kerosene or some other burning fuel. I could also see the person better now with the light, and could tell it was a man. This was probably why he'd kept the lantern hidden, so he too would remain hidden. He drew something from his tunic and used it on the lock. I couldn't tell if it was a key or some sort of lock-picking tool, because it was too dark. But he got the door open really quick, so I guess it was a key. He was also being all secret about it, like someone who wasn't supposed to be here with a key. He went inside and quietly closed the door behind him. Okay, so what the hell was I supposed to do now? Well, I knew the rational part of me was saying to just stay put and watch the Great Fire of London get started, possibly by this complete stranger that history knew nothing about. Another part of me wanted to investigate and find out what he was doing, you know, again for history's sake, so we could get the facts right and update the history sources. And the one last part of me wanted to storm in on his ass and find out what the hell he thought he was doing, because he was clearly a shifty dude up to no good, and it pissed me off. So I counted to sixty, slowly, then got up from my hiding spot and made my legs walk over to the bakery. There was one window all dirty and blackened, and I couldn't make out anything inside, which was probably good, because it meant the guy couldn't see me on the outside either. I knew the guy hadn't locked the door, so I grabbed the heavy iron handle and ever so slowly turned it, trying to be as quiet as possible, which was pretty much impossible with 17th century iron, but I still thought I did a good job. When I had pulled it all the way down and was relatively sure the guy hadn't been watching the door and seen the handle turned down, or he would have been ripping the door open to find out who I thought I was. What if he had seen and was now waiting on the other side of the door for me to open it and then clobber me or whatever? I gulped and held my breath as I inched the door open. There was some creaking, but still kinda quiet all things considered. I opened it a little wider, then peeked my head in around it. The room was dark, meaning the guy wasn't there, but I could see a glow through a doorway, and that told me where he was. As I slipped inside, a harsh reality dawned on me that literally made me shiver. I needed to be really careful I didn't scare the guy or cause him to drop the lantern, therefore making me the official secret starter of the Great Fire of London. It took me longer than expected to cross the room because it was dark and full of darker machine-looking shapes that were used for baking. The only light I had was that weak glow coming from the other room. I kept the door open wide behind me to make sure if I needed to, I had a ready exit. I made it to the other doorway without knocking anything over or making a sound, and then slowly looked in to see what the hell this guy was up to. My mouth dropped open. So much for worrying about the lantern. The guy had already used the hot flame to get a fire started in a corner of the room, and there was now a raging fire. And what about the guy? Well, he was on his way back across the room and was now stopped in his tracks because he was looking right at me, his mouth now as open as mine had been. Shit. 